This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number five of season one. Have you felt rejected after pitching? Do you take it personally? Do you have the best tasting product, but you're tired of it being the best kept secret? Is your product stocked widely enough? 41% of women-owned food and drink businesses are launched to solve a problem, very personal to them, their own gluten intolerance or their child's nut allergies, for example. But where the sales challenge begins for foodpreneurs is simply by not pitching to enough buyers often enough. The time is spent focused on making, baking and creating, worrying about pitching and recovering from buyer rejection. If you want to scale, you need to have proof of demand and build momentum. So in this episode, I'll give you a system to follow to make that happen and to keep yourself accountable. And here's the expert tip that nobody tells you. It's a numbers game. I'll say more about that in a moment. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by Foodpreneur's Formula, my business acceleration coaching program for packaged food and drink brand owners ready to scale and my free on-demand masterclass that gives you the framework to help you navigate your scaling journey. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, founder of Females in Food, head coach of Foodpreneurs Formula Coaching Program, and host of this podcast to help you package food and drink foodpreneurs, land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. Each week, I'll be bringing you useful coaching tips, specialty industry tools and resources, insider knowledge and expert interviews with know-how gleaned from over 30 years in the F&B industry, winning accounts, developing products, leading massive teams and making money for big and small brand owners. I know what works, I know what doesn't, and I'm on a mission to redress the balance of more and more women launching packaged food and drink businesses, but increasingly taking home less and less of the profits. So let's go. Not now. Come back next year. No, you're still not quite where we need you to be. No, I don't think there's a fit. No, don't think that will work. No, that won't sell. No, thanks. No. These are some of the no's that Jordan got when scaling her seasoning business. People often think scaling is an overnight success, but it rarely is. Deals can be more than three years in the making and with many no's throughout that time. At Jordan's first meeting with a major grocery chain, she was told, not now. Come back next year. At the time, her seasoning business was in its infancy and in hindsight, she says, she was appreciative that the buyer said no as this was her opportunity to continue to grow the direct-to-consumer channel and her community outside of retail and come back the year after with a bigger brand footprint. The year after, she did go back and she pitched again. She got another no. At this point, money was tight. Pre-COVID, all the meetings with the buyers were an hour's flight away from where she lived. 
And as a cash-strapped foodpreneur getting the no after forking out both lots of time and money was an expensive and disappointing exercise. Then, six months later, after continuing to front up and pitch, Jordan got her foot in the door again and landed a trial in 20 of the stores of a major grocery chain. The stores were local to her to start, but she had to deliver the product herself and it was too expensive to pay a courier. Then, as time went on, 20 stores turned into 40. And three years after getting that first no, she was finally given the opportunity to stock 15 products in more than 800 stores. Resilience and being okay with rejection have been keys to her journey, as has fronting up on a consistent basis to talk with, meet with, follow up with buyers. Now, when she gets a no, she challenges herself. How long will it take to turn that no into a yes? The more approaches you make, the more no's you'll get. It's statistically a fact. But inversely, the less approaches you make, the less yeses you'll get too. I want to ask you, what do you do when you get a no? How much time do you lose feeling all the feels? Do you turn to someone or something, like food, for comfort? How long does it take for you to dust yourself off, give yourself a talking to, and pitch again? It's those moments, that gap in time, that I want to talk to you about. The time lost recovering from rejection. Time in small business is the most precious resource yet. Yet so much of it is not valued by foodpreneurs who are often too busy trying to save money by doing everything themselves. Jordan said as her business grew, there were new demands that pushed her to upskill to fulfil that the, what the business needed. Her ego and scarcity startup mindset of, I can do it, got in the way of outsourcing early enough to scale faster. And this compromised the quality of the work. She got to a point where she began to tell herself that her mission was greater than her and so put herself and her scarcity mindset to the side. Ultimately, she began to scale. Jordan engaged a team of resilient warriors to enable her to focus and free her up to work in her zone of genius. And at this time, the biggest thing that happened was focus on doing what she said she'll do, enabling her to build trust, respect, and solid partnerships with industry. Are you trying to save some money here and there because you think it's faster? and perhaps better if you do it yourself? I see you spending a lot of time focused on how delicious your product tastes and looks. Who is selling your product? Who is on the road making sales calls? When was the last time you telephoned or emailed a buyer about getting your product stopped? When was your last pitch? I know it's tough for foodpreneurs to pivot weekly and sometimes daily to incorporate sales and selling into their activity planners. And that's why I have my members systemize their sales, all of it. 
I've been in F&B for 30 years and sold millions of dollars of product for both big and small makers. I'll leave that with you to ponder for a moment whilst I tell you about how I help women build profitable food and drink businesses so you have more freedom to spend more time with those you love and have greater impact for those you started making your products for in the first place. I do all this inside Foodpreneur's Formula, the business accelerator for women with packaged products who have a monthly revenue of at least $2,500 but are not yet anywhere near $60,000 a month and want to get there faster. Foodpreneur's Formula gives you the coaching, curriculum, content and network to land more accounts, get your product in more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket. If you're ready to scale your business and are wondering what steps you need to take to start, watch my free on-demand masterclass where I give you the framework that thousands of foodpreneurs have used to help them take the next right steps and set themselves up for scalability. I'll put the link in the show notes or you can find it on my website, femalesinfood.com. Okay, welcome back to episode number five of season one, where I'm helping you survive pitch rejection and build momentum so you scale faster. The first step to ensure sales success is to make a commitment to your revenue number. Commit to chasing it. Jordan, whose sales struggles I told you about, She launched her business in 2016 and today, in 2022, has a revenue of more than $4 million. Not bad for a woman who had doors consistently closed in her face for three years until she got her big first yes. I suggest for you to scale to millions too. You start by focusing on just one sub-sales channel and win in that channel before you start to sell through the next one. When I say sub-sales channel, Are you aware that there are many sub-channels? I outline them all inside Foodpreneur's Formula so members see straight up how that channel operates and who they need to talk to to win business faster. But to give you a couple of examples right now, the two major sub-channels are grocery full-service supermarkets and specialised whole food stores. Why I ask you to start with a revenue number to chase is because when you have a quantifiable goal in place, in your mind's eye, your sales activity should all work backwards from that number. And what I know to be true is results come from clarity and clarity comes from taking action. So start by writing down your revenue and expenses so you know how much you need to sell. Just do rough numbers to begin with. That's step one. Step two to building momentum and actually making sales to scale is documenting your activity. I provide a sales activity planner for Foodpreneurs Formula members and as a listener of this podcast, I'd like to provide you with helpful resources. So I'm linking two incredibly helpful resources in the show notes so you can begin your scale journey. One link is to my on-demand free masterclass to help you know how to fit more sales into your schedule and where to find big opportunities. Once you choose a time for that class where you can show up live, I'll also send you my workbook with the frameworks in it to help you put structure and systems into your business. That will make scaling easier without the unforeseen expenses and missed opportunities. The second link is to my pitching bonus checklist. I'll also put that in the show notes. 
no need to put an email address to get yourself a copy of that. I'll send it straight over to you. But in exchange, may I ask you to rate and review this podcast? Your ratings and reviews help me help even more women scale. And because that's my mission with Females in Food and Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast, the more women that know about the support I offer, the more we'll all rise up. And that universality is one of my values. Okay, so what do I actually want you to document when I ask you to write down your activity? If you don't have one of my sales sales channel strategy workbooks, create a simple table with the following listed out. Number one, who you are calling on. Number two, when you're calling on them. Number three, why you're calling them. You always got to have an objective, otherwise you'll not get the outcome you truly want. And when I say objective, it may not be to make a sale in the first instance. Try just finding out what they're looking for in your category. Number four, I also want you to list the resources such as sell sheets and a price list that you may need to provide them either on the call or afterwards. And number five, one that most forget about, list out when you'll follow them up. Most sales are made in the follow-up, so do not shy away from that ever. It really is that simple. And why I love a sales activity planner laid out like this is because when you've pitched but been rejected, like Jordan was, or you're spending too much time procrastinating and not making sales calls, or you're drifting into the making, baking and creating without leaving enough time for sales and selling, you have a plan to follow step by step. No need to overthink anything because the pre-work is done and that's normally the most time-consuming. Just follow the dotted lines of your plan. It's in front of you. On your sales activity planner, you will now see who you should be targeting, when you are approaching them, what you need to have prepared and a schedule to follow up. That's how to stay focused, prepare for scale and survive pitch rejection. DM me on Instagram and let me know if you've started your sales activity plan. I'd love to know. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like, And the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm -hmm.